0: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Hey there, welcome back to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Uh, Chris Woods here with uh, another great guest. To share with you and share some great ideas and stories of of how STEM is is being incorporated into classrooms uh, all around the country, all around the world. And today, our special guest is Scott Donnelly. He's a fifth-grade social studies and STEM teacher at Carnegie Elementary, that's in uh, the
1: Pittsburgh area. And welcome to the show, Scott. Great to be here, Chris. I'm glad to finally meet you after uh, a few months of tweeting.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I always, teachers, I, I think I always say this at least at one point on every show, uh, if you haven't joined Twitter, it's a great place to, to meet other teachers, uh, especially teachers that, that are interested in doing the same kind of things as you. And I met Scott a while back, and uh, he and I have, have, have shared different stories and ideas. Um, Twitter's great for finding ideas oh yes <laughs> and uh you know you first of all scott i, I want to i just want to ask you what's it like being a social studies and some stem teacher that doesn't seem like the the typical combination how does how does that work in a in an elementary or even just in combination or, or do you not combine
1: them actually i do combine them what happened was um i'd say i've been here this is my ninth year teaching at carnegie elementary uh, a couple of years in, after doing some contained class, self-contained classrooms, uh, we did some de- uh, departmentalizing, um, and then I had a principal what five, six years ago, and I had to, I wanted, really wanted to departmentalize into an ELA. There's three. There's usually three sections of fifth graders in my school, so we have an ELA teacher, a math teacher, and I said I'll do STEM and social studies, and I sold it as well. Um, if she, if I'm allowed to do that, I'll make my social studies like a glorified ELA informational reading, expository reading class. Which she was loved that idea. So it took hmm. some stress off my ELA teacher. Um, she could just focus on fiction and some writing. And I said, don't don't worry about any informational reading. I'll do all that via science and social studies. So that's what we do. I have a 75 to 80 minute block every day with three sections of fifth graders. Okay. And I split those time, I split those blocks up. Um, not the block up, but to split the days up, um, maybe three days STEM one week and two days social studies and then vice versa the next week or maybe all five social studies, depending on the project or what we're working on. But at the end of the year, it works out to be about 60 percent STEM, 40 percent social studies.
0: That's awesome. And, and, and there are ways you can combine those two subjects.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. There's a lot of integration. Um, uh, we have... Like, for instance, social studies, you you do like a lot of biographies and studies in history. Like, for instance, Uh um, John Young, uh, the the astronaut just passed away uh, this weekend. Um, Obviously, that we can have a social studies element to that. And then, of course, related to space and science. Um, There's a lot of projects we we mix. I'm doing, coming up in a a couple weeks, I'm going to kick off a big 2018 Winter Olympics uh, unit, a module, like a themed uh, Mm -hmm. unit. And we're going to combine STEM, social studies, ELA, all related to the games in in South Korea.
0: Yeah, and I would think that that would be a a, a perfect way to to bring in like the geography
1: and the, uh, mm-hmm. all those kinds of different things that are incredible all around the world. Exactly. You're going to I mean, we're learning about the different cultures. I'm I'm dividing my um, classes into countries that are pretty good at uh, in the past at Winter Olympics. Not the, not you know we're not no one's going to do U.S. They're all going to be six teams with the I think Germany, Austria, Canada uh, Netherlands, Finland, and Sweden, I think. I yeah. And then they're going to, so they're going to do research on that, present to the other, to the rest of the, to the group. We're going to figure out what it takes to travel from Carnegie PA to this, to Korea or from their country to Korea, figure out mileage, yeah. all the different ways to get. So all kind of extensions. I mean, it, it's crazy wow. the different extensions we're going to do. That's, that's awesome. I mean, and, and, and if you don't stop and think about
0: that ahead of time, you know, you might get to the day where, oh, the Olympics are on. Boy, I really should have thought of some way to connect us to my classroom. You've been doing that thinking ahead of time. That's awesome.
1: Exactly. And uh, I've done the last couple of Olympi- Olympiads. Summer, it's not as it's not as um, engaging because they're obviously school's out. Yeah. Uh, so, But now it's like, the, and even though there's a time j- difference, they're still going to show NBC will have time delay. So the kids have an extra interest in watching some of these events. And like, oh, wait a minute. I'm on team Finland and they're playing, they're doing speed skating today. And I know we're going to be doing some comparison of uh, times with decimals coming up. So I'm going to pay attention to this. So I think it'll be cool. And I told my parents already that, you know, please let your kids watch these events if you can on TV.
0: Yeah. And, and, and boy, if you, if you want to, I mean the, the whole aspect of, of bringing in uh, some of those, the science and and technology of, of like you said, like an event like speed skating and how those skates interact with the ice and, Mm -hmm. You could, you could just go off in that direction if you wanted to.
1: Exactly. I mean, there's going to be graphing of the metal counts. There's going to be, um, you know, I'll, there's a ton, a ton of things. Um, and I'm working I'm working with my math, my math, my partner and math teacher, and she's, you know, stuff that we've already taught. It's going to be a review and then some new stuff. Um, yeah. I'm responsible for measurement conversions for our fifth grade standard. So yeah. we'll, convert, we'll convert meters to centimeters and converting meters to yards and, you know, for the oh. events and doing ski jumping with a, you know, we're going to set up my hot wheels tracks to make a, to <laughs> make a ski jump and, and see the best angle for, to launch and see where they're going to land. it's, it's so there's, it's just, it's endless. It's, it's, yeah. It's like, once you start
0: thinking, you know, my, my brain's running, you know, 50 other different directions. Yeah. Just, just find those ways. Teachers look for those ways or, or again, you know, hop on, hop on Twitter. Uh, you can find Scott at Mr. D Pitt. So M R D P I T T. Um, steal some of his ideas i mean we all steal ideas on twitter
1: right oh, yes we do in fact you know what i'd be serving a life sentence if i was convicted of all the stealing ideas from other <laughs> it's amazing yeah. i feel free and i hope people steal my ideas it's one cool yeah. thing about this profession it's amazing that and it's all you know it's what do we call it? open content or whatever? yeah yeah and, now, now, and
0: teaching wasn't even your first career so
1: you you even stole the idea of teaching um yes i did yes i did i started out as a um in the hotel restaurant business. Yeah. Uh, that's why I went to college for hotel restaurant management, worked in Florida at a few resorts down there. It was awesome for a few years. Yeah. We're allowed- wasn't really made to be in the corporate game. Didn't like how that game was played. So I came home back to Pittsburgh from Florida uh, with a buddy. We opened up a, uh, a couple delicatessen's New York style delis here in Pittsburgh. So I was in the restaurant wow. entrepreneur business. Um, did that for you a know, good eight, nine, ten years I Had three delis open here in Pittsburgh. I uh, got married and my wife and I became pregnant with twins. And we looked at each other and I go, wait a minute. There's no way we can be business owners and be parents. <laughs> So I sold my part of the business. my wife sold she was in a different business. She sold her part of the bit uh, whatever she was in and went yeah. back to school while the girls were real little. Um, the twins were really young. I went back to Pitt for this intense uh, program, got my master in arts and teaching and wow, a year of subbing and I finally got a permanent job and uh, it's been a perfect career to be a dad and teacher.
0: Yeah. oh, it is. It, and, and again, as, as a parent, you I find that that it's so much more, uh, important when I'm looking in the eyes of those kids every day at school and thinking if that was my kid I would want my lessons my content um, my my classroom to be an, an engaging uh, fun atmosphere
1: but yet where they're really learning. And exactly let me I have a quick story for that my, uh, my twin girls um, yeah. and Dr. Ava. They both love you know, growing up. Uh, they love school and not just because I'm a teacher, but I never yeah. really put, I'm never really not really that involved in their day to day schooling or even their help. with If they ask me, sure. But anyway, so they're in seventh grade. Uh-huh. So they've gone through K through six elementary uh, yeah. curriculum. They love science. So seventh grade, they go to the middle school model. Um, a month or so in, um, they're doing some homework. They're studying for a science unit, science quiz. I'm looking at how they're studying and they have a book and they have vocabulary words. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I go, so what's going on with this? And Ava said, my one daughter, my one twin says, dad, I hate to say it, but science is my least favorite subject now. And you can just imagine I almost, I almost fainted. I'm like, Oh my, and she goes, I didn't really, really want to tell you that, but it's true. And I go, is it because you're just learning out of the book? Goes, yeah, it's really boring. And I said, Oh, this is never going to happen. No one, no one of my students is ever going to say that they're never going to yeah. go home and say science is my least favorite. Um, I'm hoping that they do go home and say it is their favorite, but I when I, she said that, I'm like, I'm never gonna, I'm going to yeah. make sure that happens to my students.
0: Yeah. That's, that, and, and and that's what we need to be thinking of as, as teachers and so important so important to remember that every day now now kids just i think naturally love stem i think I think they love that in, inquisitiveness that discovery um the kids in your class I, I assume they they love coming to stem class right
1: oh well, yeah i mean it's 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 and it's been um because a result of some fantastic professional development in my last four years of my career i mean it's 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 turned into this totally student-centered, uh, Hands on, inquiry based, and I know there are a bunch of cliche buzzwords <laughs> in the room. I mean, it's you know, buzzwords. No, it's 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 truly. When you come in, I have the noisiest classroom. When the I always joke with my secretary when she calls up via the PA to make to ask for something. She it takes forever for her to get my attention because she's always like every time I call up there it's so noisy. I go, well, that, that's good. <laughs> it's quiet. Yeah. Like they we're doing something, but um, but yeah. So it's uh, and what was cool about this this professional development that I've done uh, over the last several years is it validated my teaching style, which I even had before the, the professional development. I sort of always because of my background with the restaurants and hotels, yep. I brought into the real world into my classroom even when I was doing ELA only or math. I mean, having owning a business, that was such a relatable thing to these kids. I was telling them, "This is why you know." They always ask, "Why do we need to know that, Mister Dean?" Exactly. I'll well, tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a real fact here. So I've always done that as far as real world projects and stuff. But going to these sessions in Boston and Huntsville, and then uh, another one for the Memta, the Mickelson ExxonMobil Teachers Academy, it all when I when I left there, it all validated for what I'm what I'm doing. All these other teachers and professionals are saying. Yeah. It needs to be student centered. It needs to be hands-on. It needs to be inquiry based. Yeah. You know, I don't have a textbook in my room. There's so many other resources out there. My kids never use a textbook, even for social studies. There's too much other stuff to learn,
0: especially, especially at that age. You know, I mean like elementary, there's, there's so many things that you can, you can simply, uh, bring in those contents, those standards, if you're worried about the content and standards, you can bring those in with those, those projects that inquiry base. That's, that's awesome. And I know you like space a lot. Um, uh, you, even, you mentioned, um, uh, astronaut that, that recently, um, John Young, John Young, that just passed away. Um, but, uh, you, you really like space.
1: Space is one yes. the most incredible things for kids too. I always had an interest in it and I can, and I was, um, it was even when I, I think I was a couple years old, I can't remember, but when the, when the, uh, the landing with Neil Armstrong. And I remember, I didn't really remember obviously watching. I was around, but I remember watching it. But a couple of years later, I found, I found the old newspapers that my parents kept in our, one of our storage bins. And I remember seeing the newspaper I'm like, oh yeah, the lunar, you know, the moon landing. So it was cool. I've always had an interest yep. and I have friends. I have a really good friend who's, uh, works for Boeing and she's a, a literally a rocket scientist. So she designed stuff for the shuttle. Now that the shuttle's done, she's doing the, the Mars, she's working on the Mars project. Yeah. But then so I applied to the space camp twice. The first time I was denied uh, a couple of years ago, I'm like, okay, I'll try again. The Honeywell Educator Space Academy Okay. I applied again and I got accepted. Like it was like literally a year ago tomorrow was when I got notification that I won my, I won a scholarship to that. So it was a fantastic. So I went there and you're just blown away. I mean, it was seven days. Um, and it was just, and now everyone says online, "Oh yeah, this will be the best thing ever." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And I will honestly say, when I'm done, it was the best professional development ever. I mean, just <laughs> one way. I mean, just the the hunt, the the space and rocket center is just amazing. The people that you, that you spoke to, astronauts that came in, the people that just, and you are just, just you're you're training like an astronaut for a few for some of the time, and then you're you're learning less. You're teaching, you're learning about lessons for the students, how to get them engaged, and it was just a great combination. And on top of all that. I was with 116 other teachers yeah. and we, and I bonded with my 16, we're, they're broken into teams, international uh-huh. teams. I have a team of 16 and I'm still in touch with a lot of them. We just finished an awesome project together in inter- an international project. We just did together. Wow. Um, we collaborated with, cause we kept in touch and it's, so it's just, it's going to keep going on and on. Yeah. And so, so
0: if a teacher hasn't ever heard of that, um, that, that would be something definitely to, to look for, to apply for. Yep. Um, and yep. and call name it again, Scott. What's
1: that called? The Honeywell Edu, um, Educators Space Academy, H E S A. Honeywell wow. Educators at Space Academy. Um, Check that out. Yeah. Yeah. They That's- just they just yeah. November was the close for the is the application closed for that upcoming summer. And there's two sessions in June. It's it's just fabulous. Look it up. Look it up. I mean, yeah. I can't recommend it more. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. Sounds, 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 awesome. So a um, couple, couple last questions here, Scott, as we're, as we're getting towards the end again, we're talking with Scott Donnelly, uh, a fifth grade social studies and STEM teacher in the, in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, definitely check him out follow his, uh, his great ideas on, on Twitter at M-R-D-P-I-T-T. Um, and we'll have, of course, have all those different links and how to contact Scott on, on the uh, podcast listing on, on the, on the website. Um, the future is STEM. You think it's changing? You think it's going to drown out as a buzzword uh, like things in the past? You think it's going to just turn into like everybody just doing robots?
1: Absolutely not. We, um, especially here in the Pittsburgh area, if you anyone does any educational research or any, um, Pittsburgh is actually considered uh, a leader in changing the, uh, what they call remake learning movement. Yeah. Uh, there's a gentleman, Tom Vander Ark. Um, if you look him up on, he's he's awesome. He uh, used to be in charge of the Gates Foundation for education granting, but he's on his own okay. now. And I just went to something he was at here in school. But there, Pittsburgh, the technology here in Pittsburgh was CMU. Pitt, a lot of other universities, we're the leading edge for uh, autonomous cars, robotics, right? Uh, yeah, medical research. It's just amazing. So there's a lot of demand. Um, fracking, whether you're for or against it, there's still a lot of geological stuff that you can do. There. The jobs here, the stuff that you read, they're going to be... I uh, had a couple of years, 10,000 people short in jobs and for what's needed for STEM in Pittsburgh yep. areas. I'm telling yep. my kids this. I said, you don't even need to go to college for some of this. You need to just <laughs> have an interest. You can have an associate's degree, you can go to a trade school, but you're going to have, you're going to guarantee a job in the Pittsburgh area in the next five, 10, 15 years in the STEM careers. So, so, so for you, it's, a, it, it's an easy,
0: easy transition, especially in your classroom. And you can say, yeah, I've worked in different fields you can bring that aspect in there and and mm-hmm. i see and you can share these stories the news the kids can hear that um you've gone to some great uh, professional development that they where you use that stuff like you said at the, at the space camp so all those different things all those different ways that you can inspire those kids um that's that's where where the rubber meets the road it's, it's not going to be inspired by looking up those vocabulary terms
1: in a book right they see the bulletin board i made from my space camp experience they see me in my spacesuit. I mean, they see me in the zero <laughs> gravity training they see me doing the uh all these missions and so they're like always you know, they're, they're obviously intrigued right away yeah. and there's they see some of the pictures inspire them um, i'm reading the scott kelly book about his year in space right yep. now i yep. can't wait to use that i can't wait to use that in the LA lessons coming up because i'm almost done with it i read it over the summer the christmas break that's aw- that's awesome um so yeah, and I, real quick, you said about professional development. I do want to put a real quick plug in for the EIE because I know I listened to Christine yeah. Cunningham's. You had on, you had her on earlier this year, early yep. last year. I listened to that, so I recommend looking at that too, everyone. Um, engineering is elementary in Boston, awesome yep. program, especially for uh, K through five.
0: Yep, yeah, that's that was that was great talking with, uh, with Miss Cunningham. Um, another another thing, real quick. Um, you know, you, uh, I always like to ask this question at the end. Um, if you had the opportunity to bring somebody from science, technology, engineering, or math into your classroom and be that guest speaker, the one that would just like blow those kids away,
1: past, present, who who would you bring into your class? That's an easy one. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yep. Just because he's young, the so are relatable to the kids. Yeah, We're all familiar with some of the, the, the autonomous cars, the um, Tesla. Yep. Uh, he has you know, SpaceX. Every, he's doing a lot of and he just he does and I'll, I'll even you know show them some of his tweets he just like he's just going for it. he just challenged boeing to who's the first one that's going to do the uh you know it's, it's fun it's great he has this he has the the mind that these kids need to have curiosity yep. um you know nothing's impossible if it you know we'll try And and he exemplifies my um the uh the acronym i have in my room which you put someone posted the other day about fail you know yep. first Learning, I have that posted everywhere around here, and um, he's the epitome of that. He'll admit his mistakes, but guess what? He's gonna he's gonna tell you all the things he did great and all what's gonna happen. So yeah. he would be he would be dynamic. And we watched a few videos with him already, and they just you know, he's
0: he's, I, he's I, a I, rebel.
1: Yeah. So if you could do that, why don't you just arrange that with the finance in there, Chris? And I'll, have him come in.
0: I'll 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 I'll, I'll give him a call. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'll, he's I'll, on for something. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll text him and, and see if, see if Elon can, uh, can show up. So, but, but you know, I mean, that's, but that's the thing you the technology still though actually allows you to, to basically still bring him into the classroom. Like you said, you can, you can find videos of these people. You can find these inspirational, th- these inventors are disruptors. They're, they're people that, that say, I see the status quo and I want to make something new. I want to make something different. I want to make something better. I want to change yep. the dynamic. And, yep. uh, and and that's that, those are the kind of things that we need our kids to see. If they're just going to say, I'm just going to grow up and do all the same 50 jobs that, that we've been doing for the past, you know, 50 years. You know what? What good is that?
1: Exactly. Well, Elon Musk, he had, you know, his predecessors, I mean, I'm sure Henry Ford. Yeah, uh, Einstein, um, even Car- Andrew, someone like Andrew Carnegie, um, yeah. all these people in their own way, they were the same way they dreamed. They tried it and I'm sure they weren't successful every time. And it yeah. just led to the next big thing.
0: Yeah. Well, Scott, I, I honestly, Scott Donnelly, I could I could chat with you for hours and hours here on the show, but people would um, would uh, would turn <laughs> us off. So um, it's it's great. Um, and again, also, hey, it's great educators to to find people that, you know, uh, that you can share uh, stories and ideas with um, to have that common interest, that common bond, to encourage each other to say, to, hey, um, here's an idea I came across um, like like Scott, I, I wanted to share with you. Uh, I love using, and maybe you already use it or know about it, but I love using nasa.gov slash nasa live and, and they'll show live footage uh, from the space station getting worked on.
1: Oh, definitely. Yep. We and, just saw them do working on the arm uh, last yeah. month.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, and just crazy things like that. So, so find those people, teachers, um, put them in your, your professional learning network and, and get to know people uh, share those ideas, encourage each other. Uh, there's, there's nothing more fun than when I check my Twitter and, and, and uh, Scott has shared some great project like, you know, shipping Pringles around the world or, or doing yep. something with a class in Vietnam. Um, seriously, yep. Scott has done both of those things. Check out his Twitter feed and uh, and you'll be surprised and amazed and it'll inspire you to do something. Uh, and don't
1: better. be afraid to apply for these summer PDs. I know time, summertime is precious, but... I know it's tough if you, if you have kids, but I know it for the week, it's definitely worth it. It's going to change. Yeah. If you need, I know a lot of people are afraid to teach them maybe because they don't think they know enough about it. I was one uh-huh. of those people, but there's so much out there to help you from a teacher's point of view. It's awesome.
0: Well, it's, it's rocket science, right? Teaching STEM. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice, <laughs> but literal. it's not, it doesn't have to be rocket no. science. And those kids nope. remember, yeah, especially elementary, they, yep. they don't know, they don't, they want whatever you say, even if you're not sure about something, if you say it with confidence, they're going to believe you And if you get to <laughs> later. Need to, you say, Hey, you know what? I made a mistake. Here's yeah. what the, here's, I'm going to revise what I said yesterday. They're okay with that. And you say, Hey, let's look it up.
0: And, yep. and then they all look it up and it's great. There you go. All right. Thanks again, Scott, for, uh, for joining us on the show today. It's been great talking with you.
1: Yes. Like you said, it could be many more minutes. And I hope maybe in the fall after this great trip I'm going to do and maybe to Vietnam in the summer, I'd love to share that with you when I come back.
0: Ah, a trip to Vietnam. All right. Yep. That, that is worth uh, subscribing to the STEM Everyday podcast on, on iTunes and so that you can follow all the great podcasts that we do. Um, the great educators that we get to talk to, like Scott Donnelly. Thanks again for joining us, Scott. No problem. And, it's great uh, to be here. Yep, and find him on Twitter at MRDPITT, Mr. D. Pitt. And mm-hmm. uh, as always, thanks for listening to the STEM Everyday podcast. And listen to all the great podcasts on Remarkable Chatter. And again, subscribe to the Them Every Day podcast. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit remarkablechatter.com.